0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Emboddy. With me is Shay Dixon. We are going to give you guys the down and dirty early National Signing Day, is what we're calling it now, preview uh, for LSU. Guys, the Tigers are looking to have kind of a drama-free Wednesday and kind of week overall, but there are a few things we want to get to, and let's lead off with this, Shay. You wrote about it on the site, the Bengal Tiger. Subscribe now. Fifty five bucks for an entire year. gets you covered all the way through pretty much next year's early national signing day. LSU has all their commits lined up, ready to go, ready to sign early with the Tigers, which is big news. um, Overall, when you look at the overall landscape of college football.
1: This is the biggest news that's not getting talked about uh, very much. The fact that LSU has 27 guys, 26 high school commitments, and one JUCO commitment who are all now set to sign on Wednesday. You can remember any offseason in the history of tracking recruiting, and we're following somebody. So many schools out there, Billy, right now are hinging some of the top players in their class on how a decision goes across the final 24 hours That's not the case for LSU. We saw them very early on start to build this class. As time went on, they weeded some guys out. I guess you could say mutually parting of ways where the class kind of got cleaned up a bit. And then you get to a point where now, yes, there's still some holes that you would like to have filled. But in what you knew was a down year in Louisiana, and I'll talk about a couple of things on this podcast that I love. But in what you knew was a down year in Louisiana, you did very good about locking up the state. And to this point now, Wordell Mack is one of, Wordell Mac has an offer. He was never coming to LSU. He never showed interest. Dominic McKinley is the only other guy who has an offer and is highly ranked and isn't committed to LSU in Louisiana. He's committed to A&M. But again, we'll talk about him in a minute. He does not plan to sign this week. I talked to his mom about it. So, For them to be able to set things up to go into tomorrow, I've talked to every source I've been on the phone with Billy over the past 48 hours. I've been like, all right, so what's the twist? And they're like, there isn't one yet, and let's knock on wood and cross your fingers and say your prayers. But it appears LSU will go into the early signing period doing exactly what you want to do, which is getting all 27 or all of your commitments that you've got in signed. And you're also not waiting on a handful of guys to tomorrow to where you're sitting around at midnight saying, are they going to come? Or are they not?
0: Yeah, that's huge. And um, another point here too, and we will get to our subscriber questions and kind of rapid fire, you know, uh, in a rapid fire way. A lot of them are are that of that nature, but the transfers can sign too, technically. And, and we've seen that now with the transfer portal and, and LSU be able to announce those guys. So for those wondering guys like Xavion Thomas, Jarden Gilbert, they can put pen to paper. And um, in some cases, you know, they, I, I think the rule is you actually can sign early um, as a transfer. You can sign financial aid agreements. You can find uh, sign some of your grants and things like that. So LSU uh, can address those guys as well. Brian Kelly will meet with the media on Wednesday. So um, this is a, one of those signing days that should be relatively quiet at least looking at the Wednesday uh, but Shea they are looking at bringing in another offensive lineman and one that um, officially visited last weekend and that's Cohen Eccles uh, out of the Houston area at Katy uh, one of the top high school football programs in the state of Texas he took an official visit to LSU this past weekend and if you're watching on our YouTube channel which we appreciate you guys that are Auburn leads the on three RPM but I talked with him on Sunday uh, about his visit, and he just came off as a guy that really loved LSU. Brad Davis, uh, Carl St. Cyr, um, Coach DeMeo, all those guys along the offensive line that have really helped recruit it so well uh, over the last couple of years. This visit really stood out to him. It wouldn't shock me if LSU ended up being the pick here.
1: No, it won't. He's a one-time A&M commitment. And when he committed A&M, it was over LSU. It was over Auburn. It was over a handful of teams that had been after him. So whenever he decommits from A&M, they've obviously had some massive staff shakeup. He said, let me press the reset button. He went to the Iron Bowl. He was high on Auburn. And then he dialed up Brad Davis and said, hey, I've got one weekend left. Um, Can me and my family come over and make this official visit? And they did. And he was part of a group that was all committed guys. And then Echols, and it brought up the point, two points, Billy. One, you already have five offensive linemen in high school committed, and they love the guys. There is nobody that they're trying to dump and replace Eccles with. So you get to, do you want to take six high school offensive linemen? It's a big number, but these guys are all talented. And we don't know what the future holds with some of these backup linemen, even that most recently signed guys like Palma Benga, who didn't play in a game this year. Like if guys like that leave after a year or two, then maybe signing five, six offensive linemen isn't the worst idea because then you've still got depth there where you're not relying on walk-ons. So we'll see what happens. I'm with you. The buzz seems to be starting to grow around LSU more than Auburn. But again, Auburn has talked all week about making a big splash during signing day week, about flipping guys, about putting NIL money out there. So it's uh, neither of us are going to sit here and say anything's a guarantee with a kid who really came back into the picture like five days ago. I mean, that's they were not planning to sign Cohen Eccles until he dialed them up last week and said, can I make one more visit? Now that they're managing, oh, the other part of this, the 85-man scholarship limit, which you only need to hit for fall, is, okay, do we take him? And maybe we do lose some alignment to the portal in the spring, or maybe we just feel like we need a little more depth and we're not going to get this guy, so let's just go ahead and take him. That's the conversations the coaching staffs have had. And however, those have panned out. What we've picked up on now is that if Cohen Eccles wants in, they've given him the green light. Here's the deal, though. Cohen Echols will is supposed to call a school on Tuesday evening and say, here's my final decision. And A&M's in it, Missouri's in it, some other teams. But everyone believes this to be it's going to be LSU or it's going to be Auburn. So those two schools will get a call. We'll see stuff maybe leak out. But Cohen's birthday is Friday. And you got to remember the early signing period is not a national signing day. It is a three-day stretch, a three-day window where you can sign. So that goes Wednesday to Friday. He plans to sign Wednesday, send in his scholarships, but that school won't reveal it. They're obviously not going to ruin it for him. And then he'll get to have his birthday ceremony, I'm sure, with the folks at Katy over on Friday and celebrate it with family. So Whichever way this one goes, um, stay with us on the Bengal Tiger. We'll let you know. Again, as Billy said, there's smoke starting to kind of go back towards LSU's direction, which would be a late add. But other than that, I have talked to many sources, Billy, and they—that's it. There's—they're not messing with Draylon Miller anymore. They're not trying to go flip anybody late. That you know, Sterling Dixon or Charleston Collins or these guys that we talked about a lot in the process that just remained committed to their schools. One thing I will point out before we move on here, um, and let me double check to make sure that on your rundown, you didn't ask me to to talk about this. No, think about this, Billy, 27 commits are all set to sign. They're most, and I wrote about this in the Signing Day Insider, which has gone up now on the Bengal Tiger again, half off for the year or a dollar for the month. If you just want to test us out for a month, it's one dollar and that'll carry you through signing day, coaching changes, the portal window, all that one dollar. Billy, myself, Matthew, we're on there all day. You get Chad Simmons and all of our national teams, Sam Spiegelman. So I really feel like we're crushing it out of here with staying ahead of info. And I think another thing that people are not talking about is the close that LSU just had. Remember a year ago, they added a couple guys late and it were, they were flips, but they were late ads that they felt were good senior evals. It was Dylan Carpenter out of Santa Ma who flipped from UL to LSU and it was Christian Brathwaite out of Texas, a linebacker, who flipped from Baylor to LSU. The five most recent commitments into this Hempton, class right Hempton, now, Hempton, Billy, Hempton. were all flips. They flipped a five-star in Weston Davis, and this began in October. Five-star in Weston Davis, a top 100 player in C.J. Jackson, away from Georgia Tech, Weston flipping from AM. Bernard Causey flipped from Ole Miss. P.J. Woodland flipped from Mississippi State. That gave them two corners. Then they get into the month of December and they flip another AM guy in Gabe Relaford on three top 100 prospect, the top 10 D lineman, and just as importantly, a kid from Louisiana who for a long time said LSU is my dream offer, but AM's been there with me from the start. So not only did they, the last five editions are all good players, they're all flips. And four of the five flips are from SEC schools.
0: Yeah, and uh, also Joe Cryer as well, uh, Ole Miss. I mean, just the in-season flips this year were a lot bigger and not as talked about. I know there were some guys that ended up going away, but I agree with you. Awesome, awesome job by this staff. And they're riding momentum, too. Uh, We'll get to the 2025 class, but things are certainly looking up. Um, And so stick with us. I also like the Cohen-Eccles offer from the standpoint of they offered him right after the spring. They went and saw him. They knew – uh, what they liked about him got on him, and it, you know things were trending that way to A and M for for a while. But they stayed on him; they kept recruiting him, and and you could tell Brad Davis really made an impact there. So um, we'll be watching that. Cohen Eccles. Um, another thing we're watching, Shay, is our friends at Game Time uh, for all the deals surrounding the ReliaQuest Bowl with Wisconsin, LSU. My folks are going to be there. Uh, you know, Tampa, uh, right there. Uh, so they're they're making the their way over. Uh, my dad's got his uh, a bogey's polo. He's gonna have on, so you might be able to recognize him uh, if he's uh, rolling around the uh, uh, ReliaQuest Bowl for that one. Maddie B will be there. Um, this is. Uh, are, are you going, Shay? I forgot. Hold on.
1: Where are you? Where are you? Where are you saying? Where do you want me?
0: Which, which are you or Maddie B going for the? R- I'm going. Quest Bowl? I'm okay. going. The press box would be,
1: I assume. It's not the, that
0: cool-looking ship area in the end zone. So it's in the uh, corner over here. Actually, unfortunately, okay, so you, no. Pirate. All of y'all
1: right now can buy better seats than I'll have in the press box.
0: Yes, you're 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 not bad. It's it's a corner. It's like um, where LSU's is. But we we lean on our friends at game time for situations like this. You can find the flash deals. You can find their last-minute deals. And the great thing about it is, with their app, it takes two clicks to buy tickets. On games. Um, you could use Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever. Uh, the Game Time app makes it super easy to buy last minute tickets. That Game Time guarantee also means that if you find tickets for less in the same section or row, you can get 110% of the difference credited to you from Game Time. So that's why we have the promo code TIGERS, T I G E R S, for $20 off your first order. So create that account. Terms do apply. But game time gets you that lowest price guaranteed uh, for all your events, whether it's the Rely Quest Bowl, whether it's uh, finding a ticket to the Lightning game the night before. If you're uh, interested in that, if you're an LSU fan down in Tampa or a comedy show or theater or concerts throughout the year, we always lean on game time, a, a huge partner for us at the Bengal Tiger.
1: Don't forget uh, there's the saints game the day before saints bucks get on okay. game time and buy that too. You can go to double dose it. I'm trying to do it. I'm going to get on game time. I'm buying saints tickets for the day before. Then I'll be in the press box uh, up in those bad seats uh, the day after. So nice little one, two punch for me.
0: Yeah. Nice sporting opportunity for all you guys uh, going to uh, that one in Tampa. So check it out there uh, on game time, uh, the official ticketing app of on three and the Bengal Tigers. So, Appreciate game who, dat, time. who
1: dat? I'm here for the NFC South meltdown of a race to the finish. So I'll
0: go watch it. Yes. Bring it home. Shay, bring it home. Um, uh, I'm, I'm on the Cowboys train this year, so we'll see. Great. Great one last year. You Sorry, bailed year. on the bucks. I've, I've been out on the bucks since they fired Gruden back in the day.
1: Oh, Billy, there are, there are lightning games too. So for those who want to go to a yeah. lightning game, if you're in Tampa, I've already had a couple of friends say they picked up on game time, some uh, cheap lightning tickets. So,
0: the uh the lightning arena um and you can see it on uh, uh game time the app as well um it is just one of the great indoor venues uh they have uh done a really nice job all the seat backs have uh you know leather cushions and um the whole outdoor arena there down like the outdoor area around it is is really really cool and um, they play the canadians at night so um, you can actually find some really good tickets, but all the snowbirds will be down there uh, cheering on the Canadians. So uh, you can get some pretty good um, tickets there in Emily Arena. It's a great barn, as they say in hockey. So lean on our friends from Game Time uh, for that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, why, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Moving on, Shea, Uh, we do have a couple of guys that we are expecting to sign late. You mentioned Dominic McKinley, the five-star defensive, lin- defensive lineman from Acadiana. Um, you know, sources telling us that we're expecting him to sign late. Um, so we don't need to get too much into that, but LSU squarely in the picture for him after that in-home visit. Um, and the Tigers are getting him on campus for an official visit in January as well.
1: So what's the vibe here? What do you think? Because there's been buzz that Odom could sign Wednesday and look, even, I talked to his mother, Angie, last week. She very matter of factly said he's waiting till February. We want to see how these schools fill out their coaching staffs. Of course, being 24 hours out, you start to hear the buzz of AM's pushing him to sign. Texas is pushing him to sign. All the LSU is going to be pushing him to sign. That's everybody. But the reality is, the McKinley family seems to have made a decision. They're going to stick with it. I would be. Nothing shocks me, but with how they've approached this process, and you've said it a million times, he doesn't love recruiting. I think right now is when they're finally taking recruiting very seriously. And Angie McKinley, his mother, said on these in-home visits, it's made us realize okay, this is a final decision. You've got to be comfortable with these staffs. And when LSU's rolling in without your D-coordinator or D-line coach, and AM's rolling in with a brand new D-line coach and D-coordinator, and you know, you've got Syracuse coming in with a new D coordinator who used to be your D line coach and recruiter at A&M. It muddies the waters, I think, enough for them to feel like February is the best route to go, because then you can just know exactly what's out there.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I'm i with you as well. And a lot of people around Texas are are wondering, you know, kind of what is next for A&M on the defensive coordinator front? Obviously, it was, you know, covering LSU We've been tracking what's going on with, you know, the defensive staff, but nothing changed there. That's, you know, in part why Frank Wilson has taken a key role in this for a long time now. Um, that that's been the case really since, uh, you know, Jamar Kane, uh left and and everything, you know, unfortunately went down with coach Lindsay as well, but um, this is probably the right move for them overall to try and find out where they feel best at. And, I mean, at, at, this point, at this point, we're not expecting him to sign early. Um, I'm in the boat that LSU has done well enough to position them right where you'd want to be. After all, everything that's gone down with A&M and this and that, they're in a good spot. And they're finally on what I feel like is the best footing they've been on in this recruitment. And hopefully, if you're LSU, you can reel them in because of that. So um, with that, uh, Terry Bussey, another guy who uh, is a Texas A&M commit, watching what's going on with the Aggies, uh, is another one that buzzes crept up that he might sign early, but multiple sources telling us that we're not expecting that. He's been on the record with me. He's been on the record with multiple people about waiting until February, and we expect that to be the case still.
1: Uh, Here's what Bussey told Billy um, after the Timpson uh, state title game. He said. Uh, and on three, uh, Sam was there as well. So shout out to both of y'all for going out and putting in the work to get firsthand info from Bussy here, and and let's paint this picture too. And the same with McKinley. Honestly, these are two kids who have not played games. They're not lying about anything. They're, you know, Bussy's guardians are not out here like pimping him out for nil deals. Like Bussy has been straight up the entire time. I like a And M. I'm leaning to a And M. I didn't get to make visits. When he didn't get to make visits, he said, "I'll hold off on committing." He visited Bam and LSU, then he committed A and M. Now there has been real staff shakeup, so without being an early enrollee, you do not have to sign in December. So for him, he said, "Hey, look, I'm I just want much like McKinley to see how these staff shake out." The quote he gave is, "Was I'm trying to make the best decision for me?" Bussy said, "I'm looking at everyone individually now. I'm having an open mind with A and M, seeing how it shakes out there." And it's been all good so far, but there will be a couple of new schools that I'll visit as well as a couple of schools that I will return to. LSU is in that mix. So I firmly believe Terry when he says, hey, look, me and my guardians have decided my best option is let's just wait this one out until February. And look, it's also not a shock that two kids who are doing this one are both A&M commitments where you've had massive staff shakeup. And two, both these kids played for state titles. Like, went deep into play. I, I believe Acadia made the state title game. If not, they fell short one game. But did they make the state title?
0: Uh, yes, they made the state. Yeah.
1: So title. so did so did uh, But regardless, both these guys played high school football all the way into December. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity to just be like, oh, I can just go visit places every weekend. That wasn't happening. So. It is of no surprise to me at all, and I'll probably speak for you and say the same, that when you list out all those things that these two guys are saying, hey, I'm not an early enrollee, I'm just going to press pause and pick it back up in January.
0: Yeah, no surprise, and I have nothing else to add there. Um, I will say, uh, Shay, uh, whenever... National Sign Day, early signing period is over, we need to lean on our friends at Rogue Shop to kind of relax. Um, the Bengal Tigers, uh, official home for legal CBD, THC, and more. Use that promo code Tiger for 10% off your order. Once the uh, early signing period is over, uh, it's going to be hopefully kind of a lull uh, Christmas and uh, leading up to the bowl game and all of those things uh, for LSU fans. So uh, enjoy a little Rogue Shop. Uh, you can chat with Richard and Shar on the site. Get the latest rundown um, on what you guys need uh, to just enjoy uh, uh, you know, the holidays a little bit more. Relax. Take some of the anxiety out of it. If you have trouble sleeping as well, they can help you with that. Um, that's why we lean on Rogue Shop, uh, the Bengal Tigers official home for legal CBD, THC, and more. So shout out Rogue Shop. Appreciate them, as always, for their support of the podcast. Um, oops. shay we do have uh, a bunch of subscriber questions if you submitted one and i think it's already been answered i am going to just rapid fire it and move it along um so we're going to get into those now uh i put the 10 minute timer up on the bengal tiger for the subscribers and they delivered a bunch of questions here for us um tiger fan 5454 is cohen eccles a take yes go Tiggs 999 uh does lsu get cohen we think it's kind of trending that way kind of addressed him there uh, early in the pod um see uh Carone, uh three asks, handicap the chances of LSU getting Eccles, Bussie and McKinley um, and he said signing so i assume he's talking about the early signing period so i don't think they get Bussie or McKinley early i don't think anybody does but shay um i'm kind of starting to lean maybe 60 40 LSU getting Cohen Eccles.
1: You're on mute. I think that's a fine number. I'd put it above 50 just because we haven't heard any. We've heard LSU sources say, hey, look, this might start to go in our direction. And at the same time, Auburn sources be like, boy, he doesn't seem like the lock that the staff felt he was prior to visiting LSU. So, yes, I think that. And look, it could go back and forth here, Billy. But yes, maybe at the time of recording this, I would put LSU ahead.
0: Um, I don't Tiga, know how to
1: answer the Bussy McKinley thing. That's no, that that's for February.
0: Yep. Uh, Tyga Rev. Are there any potential signing day surprises like flips to LSU or decisions that work postponed that that work postponed that day made decide to trigger pull the trigger early? I don't. Th- we're not in for any sub- uh, surprises.
1: Not unless Bussy or McKinley suddenly did decide on Wednesday, and if that were the case, it's probably not LSU. Yeah. And then Eccles, as we said, is the only uncommitted guy that we're really watching who is set
0: to sign this week um christian case biggest surprise ever on national signing day
1: on national signing day oh man i mean we've talked about this before like biggest surprises like eric gilbert committing to lsu nobody saw coming not even the lsu staff but that wasn't on national signing day
0: yep Uh, Did you have one that jumped out? Um, No, I mean, Eric Gilbert is still probably the biggest surprise. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, There haven't been many that jumped out to me. I mean, I, I don't know. One of the, one of the, I I'll I'll answer it like this. I think guys like Jamar Chase, that was, you know, a battle all the way up until the end. I mean, it was. Um I mean, one that didn't go LSU's way was Sertain. Um
1: I don't know if we're if we're talking in general too, this'll be for the throwbacks. I I guess one that would probably stand out that's not really LSU related, but he's a well known guy. I remember when CJ Spiller was supposed to go to Florida, and this would have been 06, 07 range. And he was a five-star running back, obviously. Um, But on National Signing Day, all set up to commit to Florida, he signs a letter of an intent with Clemson, and then word broke that Bobby Bowden had sort of gotten involved and pushed him away from Florida and suggested to sign with Clemson. Um, Hmm. But I just remember they had some video down there from the news station where when Spiller said, Oh, I'm not going to Florida. I've actually already signed with Clemson. And then his mom starts crying on the stage and uh, obviously it worked out for him, but LSU hasn't had a ton of those. Like we at least like five for five started to fall apart there at the end. And it was like, Oh, this might not go their way. But in terms of true surprises, where like Even the parents didn't know what was coming. I thought that that
0: is one that still takes the cake. That's pretty good. Um, story of the year Any surprise last minute Early signing days? That, signings that could happen We've covered that Go HU uh, How would you grade this class If McKinley and Bussey Both signed with LSU in February I would give it an A
1: Oh yeah Well that happens I mean, And it's as like, good as it gets For a down year
0: in Louisiana yeah, It might be a top three class Especially on on three It might be number two Maybe Am I wrong No I wouldn't I climb that high But it'd be top five probably So Well number six right now but I don't know. What oh, on, on
1: three alone, yes. So yeah. on three, we have LSU ranked number six. Um, the other sites, Rivals ESPN and Scout, have them ranked 12 and 13. So we are a bit higher on LSU's
0: classes than the rest. Um, but we'll stand right. firm on it. We
1: believe in our rankings team.
0: Yep. Rustin97, who are the top three favorite recruits from this class? I'll go Gabe Elliford. I was basically a shill for him back in the spring. Um, both for LSU and the rankings team. Um, so I'm real, real high on um, Gabe Reliford. I'll go with um, Deshaun McBride. I love me some Deshaun McBride. And then um, I would say, I would probably say trade as green or, or Caden Durham.
1: I love trade S. green. I think he is an electric electric who now I'm hearing is measuring over six, seven, Playing tight end, flexing out at receiver, uh, freaky basketball player above the rim, but someone who can go out there and dominate in football, and we saw it all the way to the state title game. I think that just how much fun it'll be to watch him. He's up there for me. I think the best, one of the best fits is probably Weston Davis. Just with what Brian Kelly and Brad Davis do with offensive linemen and the raw product he is, and what they can turn him into. He's a he's a five star. I think he lives up to that billing. Uh, Those are easy choices, so I'll try not to choose guys you chose and slip further down the list. I think people are sleeping a little bit on P.J. Woodland out of Mississippi. He was uh, named the Gatorade Player of the Year defensively in Mississippi, but also won 7A defensive MVP for the season, had a great year again at Oak Grove. So he's a guy at corner that I would watch and see if they can't develop. Um, I think Joe Cryer's got some nasty film. I think people are forgetting that Aaron Burrell, the number one kicker in the country, is committed to LSU uh, out of Parkway up in Bossier City. Um, From talking to guys like a lot, I love Ahmad Bro. He's one of my favorite players. I love Juwan Johnson. He's one of my favorite players, and I think they're good football players as well. If I'm picking like my sneaky bottom of the class rankings, who could break out? And become starters i would pick bernard Causey and joe crier i think those are two guys who aren't carrying lofty rankings
0: that make your head turn
1: but we could look up in three or four years and be like glad you signed those guys
0: good stuff there cap city uh we answered your question about bussy and mckinley um irish tiger we kind of talked about bussy and mckinley with the ranking if they get them um uh we go 23. We've talked about any commits uh, late this cycle. Um, we, we think LSU signs everybody. Um, go HU, pick a guy on offense and defense that you'll put the most stock in being a long term success at LSU. So I would handicap this one as um, guys that I, I feel like have a really high floor. So they'll, they'll start, they'll contribute, um, and I feel good about that happening. I would say on offense, I would go with. I mean, I guess I would go with probably Caden Durham. I just feel like he's going to get reps. I mean, especially with where the running back room is right now. Um, and running and then, backs play early. Yep, running backs play early. And then on defense, I will go with uh, I will go with Gabe Relliford. I feel pretty good about him too.
1: I'll go with one of the DBs on defense. I don't know which one, but I like your Durham pick. Maybe a safety. Maybe a McBride. I don't know. If Major Burns leaves, you're replacing two safeties. Jordan Gilbert out of the portal will be one. But is Kylan Jackson ready? Is Ryan Yates ready? Do you shuffle guys around again? Does Sage Ryan move back to safety? I don't know these answers, but there could be an opportunity for a young guy to get in the mix. But,
0: um, yeah, I'll go. I like your picks. I like your picks. Yeah, and I'm with you on, like, a safety like McBride. I almost went that way. Um, welcome to Death Valley. Do you see a surprise signing on LSU side? Nope. Um, follow up with, does Dom and Bussy actually wait? Yes. Um, uh, I know it's early sign day, but where are we going with, are there any names to share at defensive tackle with so many depth chart guys moving on? Um, I mean, we don't have anything they're going to try to swing, I'm, I would imagine, at another guy in the portal. But Well, they're
1: trying to retain Mason Smith and yes, right that's now. The- that's what
0: people have to realize is, there are
1: no high school guys they're still after
0: yep um irish tiger 18 more likely to get one of them two of them none of them bussy and mckinley i'll go one of them and i'll go mckinley that's the like
1: when we played this game with Relaford, i said at least one and it would be Relaford. now that we're doing it with just two i'm a little more hesitant but i'll i'll go one and i'll say mckinley
0: yeah I mean, there's a chance they get none of them, but I I don't see them getting both of them as of right now. Um, Texan, Tiger, who are some of the commits that were influential in recruiting others to the class? Wallace Foster is one. Colin Hurley. Juwan um, Johnson. Juwan Johnson, for sure. Ahmad Bro, Collage Cobbins. I mean, a lot of these Louisiana kids were really active. Um, So, yeah. Um, Hunter Fournette. Which linebacker has the most productive LSU career? Productive. Ooh, man, this is tough. Part of me wants to just say Devon Keys because I feel like he's the safest high floor player. So I guess that's who I'll go. I don't
1: mind that pick. This is who has.
0: Xavier could stack tackles. I mean, he really could if he puts it all together. Thailand, I think, takes a little minute, but he could be very good. But just like that word, productive, like screams devon keys i guess
1: i mean i like keys because he's coming out of alito and he's got a lot of production and he's got a lot of experience but i'll go atkins
0: yeah good call good call um last one lgz then we got to get out of here who were some of the earlier commits that were hardest to hold on to behind the scenes I, hmm, i would i would probably say i know this is kind of random but There were a lot of teams coming after trade as green quietly, but that dude just didn't, he didn't waver at all. Um, No. Ethan Ethan Calloway told me last night that um, he had a bunch of teams still texting him, trying to see if he would, you know, move on and things like that. Um, A lot of the Louisiana guys were obviously solid, but um, I would say probably those two.
1: Yeah. The reality here is that
0: early commits, early commits.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, LSU did a good job of finding guys that were locked in.
0: Yeah. So, I
1: mean, that's the reality of it. They're, yeah, teams call all these guys. You just don't hear about it, but they have discussions. They're nice about it and they tell them, I'm firmly committed. And even Brian Kelly talked about that of being how great it was, how that this class has stuck together and said, I'm in from the start. Once you give me my spot, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he didn't even have to lay any ground rules out of, like, you're not allowed to visit anywhere. This wasn't like a Dabo thing. It was – and Brian Kelly talked about it yesterday. He can't speak on names, and he'll say more on signing day. But we asked him about, hey, y'all have got 27 commits and everyone's signing Wednesday. What does it say? And he said that they believe in what we're doing.
0: They're bought in. So here's to hopefully a drama-free early national signing day for LSU. Subscribe to the Bengal Tiger. 55 bucks for an entire year. That's half off. Or just a dollar to start for your first month. Join us; it's been awesome. Lots of conversation on the uh, the message board, so it's the perfect time to jump on board with us. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Embody. We'll be back, um, you know, to recap it all at one at one point. But Shay's yeah. got one more thing.
1: I will say one more point that I wanted to make. I said I would make, and I believe this to be twofold and of importance. But I'll expand on it later. Billy, twenty seven commitments; twenty three of them are from Louisiana or Texas.
0: Yeah, I love that regional breakdown. I love it. I mean, and then your other four
1: are from Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and North Carolina.
0: Yep. And Florida,
1: Georgia, Mississippi are states you want to stay, or Florida, Georgia, Mississippi are states you want to stay active in. You went to North Carolina, you got a top 100 OT. But other than that, 23 of 27 are from East Texas and Louisiana. I, I can't stress one. One, those are two states that, per capita hit blue chip at a very high rate. So if you've evaled correctly, you're getting good players Two, And actually the numbers are a bit skewed. They have 17 Louisiana guys. And then to get to 23, six in Texas, two of those Texas guys, Xavier Atkins and Jelani Watkins are Louisiana natives who just moved to Texas to play high school football. So really you've got almost 20 Louisiana natives in this class. And then those handful of Texas guys from talking to coaches, that's so important in the portal. Look right now. They've had one guy from the team, true freshman, leave the team, Jax McGohan. He's from Ohio, and he transferred to Wisconsin. We saw it with Corey Kiner from Ohio, went back home to Cincinnati. These kids, when you sign them from Louisiana and East Texas, they're not bolting to leave immediately because they know I can stay here and develop. My parents come to every game. My friends are here. I'm from Louisiana, whatever it might be. And now you're retaining guys. Now you're building a roster. Now you're not just saying, oh, we yeah, LSU is a national brand. Great. Go all over the country and recruit everybody from New Jersey and the East Coast and Washington and California
0: and see how far that gets you towards building a roster that lasts. Yep. So with that, stick with the Bengal Tiger for more. Tons of fun uh, on the message board. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll catch you guys after the early signing period.